0: Hi Naslamu Alaikum. My name is Rakhaya Rights and welcome to episode twenty, season two of Breaking Barriers. Today we'll be talking about making sacrifices for the sake of Allah. Assalamu
1: Alaikum everyone. My name is Mariam Parker. I feel like a lot of people know me because I've been um how many podcasts maybe? Four or five? I think um, six or seven. Six or seven? Okay, for maybe 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 to this episode hasn't heard the previous ones so a little bit about myself Um, i'm currently i will inshallah be a junior this fall um at eastern Uh, i'm studying speech therapy alhamdulillah and um something right now that i'm doing that i'm really excited about is i am a camp counselor at and it's my old, Islamic school, my old Islamic high school. And so I'm like working with the grades two and three, and it's really exciting. Like, I love working with the kids and just, you know, doing different things, especially since it's an Islamic school. We're constantly like integrating different Islamic terms and just subjects into like our everyday subjects. So I really, I really love that. So I guess something I'm really excited, you know, it's, we have about like two, three more weeks. So I'm excited to see what's gonna come, inshallah. Inshallah.
2: Um, assalamu alaikum, my name
0: is Um, I'm a recent high school graduate, and yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, to start with the topic, I just want to mention three more in um, Prophet Ibrahim's life where he made sacrifices for the sake of Allah, because the story of Prophet Ibrahim, the whole story has so many Um, moments where he made sacrifices for the sake of Allah and he had so much trust in Allah throughout the whole story but these three moments personally to me stood out but so many more if you want to go and listen to the story or like read on the story so the first one I want to mention is when he so his father um, even though his father was not Muslim he always like tried to convince his father to come to Islam and Even after he realized his father would never be Muslim. He even made dua for his father because he wanted his father to be a Muslim He wanted his father to come to Islam. He wanted his father to be in Jannah with him And even after his father never accepted Islam and That was a non-Muslim um, Allah decided to give him he accepted the fact that his father would not become a someone and he moved on like he gave up that wish so he could keep on moving on with his life and all of that and Allah ended up giving him a lineage of prophets so many prophets came from his lineage and his family, like prophet Lut um, Ismail Ishaq, Yaqub, so many prophets came from his lineage because of that another point I wanted to mention was um, his wife Hajar. when he left her in Mecca in between the mountains um, Marwa and Safa um, Allah commanded him to leave her there with his son and this was so hard for him but for the sake of allah he did this because allah commanded him to do it so he decided okay since this is from allah i will do it and he went and he left his wife in between the mountains with her newborn baby and it was so hard for him even when he was walking away there's hadith narrating the way he was like the emotions he was going throughout he was like leaving yeah so heartbreaking it was so hard for him and then he left and even though he left and he never thought he was gonna get to see his son again or any of that later on he gets to see his son again and later on he um he gets another son so he never really lost he thought he was gonna lose like all this stuff because he he was never going to get to see his son grow up. He was never going to get to be part of his son life. But he ended up getting more out of it than he could have expected. And his son also became a prophet.
1: Yeah, and I think there are, to add to what you're saying, I think there's three main, um, I think, documented hadiths, or I think stories about when he actually, I guess, encounters with Ibrahim. I mean, it, encounters with, um, it was Ismail. Yes, yeah, Isma- I mean, encounters with Ismail. And I, I can talk about that later too, but it's very interesting because there was two times where, They were talking to each other, but like indirectly because it was through another person. And then there was an actual time uh, towards the end where he actually got to see Ismail face to face and actually got to spoke. But it's interesting how they used kind of like code words, and I'll explain that one to you. It's just it's very interesting how they were speaking without actually speaking to each other. Okay.
0: And also, the last point I wanted to make was when (laughs) beats coming up, (laughs) (laughs) right? What I wanted to make Was when Allah commanded him To sacrifice his son Um, Allah commanded him in a dream To sacrifice his son And he was He did not want to sacrifice his son But because Allah told him To sacrifice his son He was willing to do it And The moment when he was about to cut The neck of his son Allah replaced it With a sheep and that's why also today, nowadays, on Eid, um, Eid al-Adhar, I believe.
1: Yeah, Eid al-Adhar.
0: Yeah, on Eid al-Adhar, we sacrifice sheep. And,
1: yeah. Okay, I'm going to add to the first thing you said. Okay, wait, was the first thing you were talking about, was it about, it was about Hajar and Ibrahim, right? Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> So um, it's so, it's actually very, it's like coincidental. Um, it was like, I think it was like back in like 2019, 2018. And this was when I was like changing schools from going to like a, a charter school to an Islamic school. And that was like, when I mean, we talk about like our personal cho- choices too, and like leaving things for sake like of Allah it's, it's it's very like ironic that I actually, that's when I was learning about Hajif, Sara, because they both were the, the Prophet Ibrahim's mm-hmm. wives and just learning, learning about their whole entire story and it's just, it was a coincidence that I also was going through obviously not as intense as their story but it was just interesting to see that we're all constantly going through stages of we're battling with ourselves in between okay, I want to I want this, you know but I also want to let let it go for the sake of Allah and knowing that he'll give you something better in return when you leave something for his sake truly for his sake, purely for his sake and so, and Surah Ibrahim, um when there's actually hadith about this and then I wanted to mention the ayah in Surah Ibrahim where um, uh, Ibrahim is talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's saying, oh Lord, and this is ayah 37 he's saying, oh Lord, I have settled some of my offspring in a barren valley, so he's talking about when he left Hajar and Ismail you know, in the, the and it in the desert? It was in the desert, right? <clears throat> Can you guys hear me?
0: Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, can
1: okay. Hear you. okay, so I want to make sure I'm saying that right. But in a barren valley, and your sacred house, this was near the um, Kaaba. I don't think it was built yet at the time, but it was near that area. And he says, Oh Lord, so that they may establish prayer. So make the hearts of the believing people inclined towards them and provide them with fruit so perhaps they will be thankful. And then I wanted to mention uh, the hadith, and it's a pretty long hadith, but I'm going to try to just take the part that I wanted to touch on. Um, like Ruqayya mentioned, um, this, was, this was nearby Ibn Abbas, and this is in Sahih, Sahih Bukhari. And so this was when they were walking together, and this was when he was going to leave her, um, was this in, in Mecca? Um, yeah. Okay, in Mecca. And so um, Hajid went after him and said, you know, oh, Ibrahim, where are you going? You're leaving us in this valley where there's no person whose company we may enjoy, nor is there anything to enjoy and she repeated this many times but he did not turn back he was still walking and so she asked him has allah ordered you to do this and he said yes and she said then he will not neglect us and then she re- returned back and ibrahim kept onwards and that's when he made that um talking about you know to take care of them and that's actually very interesting because i mean nowadays i mean that's something so scary that you know she had that perseverance to just say you know if this is this something that Allah has commanded you to do then you know I'm I'm fine with it but some of us don't really we don't have that trust you know to be able to you know someone orders us to do something or you know they had obviously it was revelation uh Ibrahim had the revelation but Hajj had no idea that you know what I'm saying she didn't ha- she didn't have that knowledge of that she just you know, he said that it was from al so she she was patient with it. And that's when she went, you know, from Safa to Marwa to find, and then she ended up finding ZemZem. So it's just, it's very interesting. And if, if I wish I could read the whole hadith. It's a very, very long hadith that talks about all the stories combined, but I just think it's really beautiful. And then I wanted to um, go to the next surah, Surah Sa- Safat, and that was when, um, this was after Ibrahim had his child, Ismail. And so in Ayah 102, this was when, like mentioned, that he did see the, uh, a dream, and so he said in Ayah 102. Then, when a boy, when the boy, which is Ismail, reached the age of work, Ibrahim said, "Oh, my dear son, I have seen in a dream that I must sacrifice you. So tell me what you think." And this is what Ismail said. He said, "Oh, my dear father, do as you are commanded. Allah willing, you will find me steadfast." Like Subhanallah, like that was that was his response, you know it in again nowadays that's some that's something very like i guess like full-blown we wouldn't even that's not even how we would react right yeah. but it's just um It says inshallah so he's gonna he's going he would stay steadfast and patient um and then do you guys want to add to that this only that i just want to like go deeper into those two stories but there's so much more that comes from that too and then also like our personal stories of times we we have not even noticed that's what happened? You know, just leaving things for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa taala.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, do you have a story of a time you left uh, something for the sake of Allah, or do you people have, have a story of the time you left something for the sake of Allah?
2: Um. Let me see. I do actually. Um, okay. So back then, when I was, up, up, I think. 14 15 like right when like sola was mandatory on you right so then like i remember like everyone around me like no one used to like pray like i feel like i was influenced by other people around me Mm -hmm. and like like so let's say i would we would go out and i would be like oh it's time to pray and they were like oh no let's pray when we get home or like you can just pray when you get home Uh so i feel like Anytime I go out, like, it would be repetitive. Every time I go out and say like, oh, let's pray, someone would say like, no, let's wait till we get home. So then like a few years, I feel like two years after that, when I turned like maybe 14 or 15, I realized like what I was doing was wrong. Like anytime my mom, I would come home, my mom would ask like, oh, did I pray? And I would lie and say, yeah, I did pray. But then I would right. go to my room, like pray my missed prayers. So then I realized then I came across like a saying like, you would never leave something out of the fear of Allah. like without any reward after that so I feel yeah. like so so like that really changed my mindset of things so like anytime I would go out I would talk like anytime they would say like oh no let's pray like when we get home I would say no I'm gonna pray now so like the more I started doing that and praying outside like that really changed others around me inside like praying like oh no we can't do this because Habib was gonna be like oh no let's pray <laughs> And I feel like um although that there may they, like it might have seemed to them like I'm putting like, how, how do I put this?
1: Like commands on them?
2: Yeah, something like that. Like, happy wrong. Like she's mm. too Muslim. You know right. what I
1: mean? But that's like the, you, we always talk about. That. That's like the bare minimum. You know, like Girl, prayer, yes. prayer. It's 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 prescribed to all Muslims. You know, it's okay. the bare minimum. So that's so, that's yeah. very interesting.
2: So that was a, yeah. That was one thing I struggled with.
1: SubhanAllah. Yeah. And the thing is, though, I mean, Alhamdulillah for our group, it's constantly a thing. Like, okay, y'all, we need to go pray. You know? Especially you. Yeah. <laughs> You're
2: like a constant um, reminder right. for us.
1: And it's a it's a good thing that we all, we all, there's no like, oh, are you serious, boy? Are you serious, mean It's like we yeah. all know it's something we have to do. And it shouldn't be a burden. I think when we stop looking at salat, you know, all of these things as burdens, we start enjoying it and truly understanding that this is our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. This is the closest we are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we look at it more of like an act of worship rather than just a thing on our to-do list that we need to check off, you know? And yeah. Yeah. What do you want to say? Are you about to say it? Um, but I,
0: say, uh, and I love that we do that because it's like we're always reminding each other mm-hmm. and what you just get for reminding someone, oh, yeah, you have to pray. You yeah. have to, it, it's just so it's just so beautiful you know
1: right or like I'm even talking Ramadan it's like are you guys going to Terewish today I guess, you know it's just it's yeah. like it's normal it's not something that has to be forced within the group yeah,
0: think about it we just do it yeah
1: we just Alhamdulillah because there's so many people that are out here that don't don't have those good reminders or good mm-hmm. companions around them you know I may mean, Allah bless them with something like that because I mean I feel like we constantly, we just have them around us and then we are now appreciating it you know yeah alhamdulillah okay i'm trying to think of i feel like i have two main ones i have two main ones okay <clears throat> so this is when i was i when i got my first job my first job was like last summer and so like i i worked at a mall so like when you work at the mall i feel like it's everything's very very fast okay like i'm telling you two hours feels like a couple minutes so like i used to work like shifts during the summer at the mall and it wasn't my job specific because like my boss was Muslim he did not have a problem with that at all I think the problem was more of like um I didn't want people to see me I guess more of that like feeling ashamed feeling but um I had a friend who also worked with me and well not work with me but she worked in like the store across from me I can say her name Khadija but Mm -hmm. she worked across from me and just like so many times when we were eating our lunch together, she'd be like, "Okay, I'm about to go pray," and I'm like, oh, "Where are you about to go pray at?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Where are you about to go pray at?" Because it's like an open area; anyone can see you. But but it's something that Mashallah, like she's steadfast in like she does not care. Like and that's what really like that's what I'm saying. Even with Habibul, like you were doing it in front of your friends and eventually it would have became a habit for them because it's like your good motivation for them and that's how she was on me it was a good it left a good impression on me because i don't remember ever praying outside like outside in front of people before other than my house the message. and like now it's like second nature like it's it comes naturally alhamdulillah. but i remember um it was to the point where it just was like i just feel like there was so much going on and if i was working by myself it's like okay do i just shut do i just close the store from it and i go pray i feel like i was constantly torn between my job and my prayer my job and my prayer my job and my prayer and i remember um one time i was we used to like take the garbage out and stuff like that i remember i was taking the garbage out and i just was God, i'm like y'all just bless me with something better and i just and I literally, you know, the, the hadith that says, you know, tie your camel and put your trust in Allah. I literally I literally made a da'a and I told my um, boss, I was like, you know, this is my last two weeks, I'll be here. I just don't feel like it's the right fit for me. And it wasn't specifically the job, you know, customer service comes with a lot of pros and cons. And I feel like that's not the job I would want to be in long term anyway. Like Working at the mall is just not somewhere where I want to be long term. And I remember I think this was, I think I left, I want to say November. I received a job uh, request, I think a week later, not even like a week later. And I, it was um, a behavior technician job because that's the job I wanted to go into just for these next couple of years while I'm in college. And I remember, I think I was like, I was always like app- applying to jobs for like between while I was at the job as well. And I think I got denied from that job. But um, I remember, I think I was just apply- randomly applying again. I didn't realize that. That was the same mm-hmm. job that they rejected me from and then i got an email literally i want to say i was i was at college before mm-hmm. about to go to class and i got the email and that's what i mean like like do you mentioned like when you when you leave something purely for the sake of like mm-hmm. the reward after that the yeah. reward actor is better and you should expect that i think a lot of people they don't expect that they should be getting something better expect that also how will well, bless you with something way better than what you're, you're already situated in, and, and so that was something i was like you, you constantly have to just put your trust in Allah taala. Like, make dua. You just put your trust. So I didn't plan. But like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to make my two weeks. And that was, like, after I made that dua, after my two weeks. And, like, I wasn't, I wasn't like, okay, I have to wait for the right moment to do it. Sometimes you just got to do it. You got to just do it, you know? But, yeah. How about you, Arkaya? Um,
0: I feel like there's only one story. Uh-huh. Go. Well, there's a couple, actually. There's a couple. <laughs> but... Okay, I'll say two stories. Okay. Um, well, the first one I feel like everyone goes through honestly. And even just the other day I was talking to my cousin about this because she was asking me like advice on how to like deal with this. Uh I feel like friends, like a lot of times your friends can influence you in so many ways, right? Yeah. And um when I was younger, like in middle school especially, the friends that I had, they weren't the best people in the world. Right. that way yeah so they'd always like be trying to influence me to do this do that and all this stuff and i wouldn't do it but they'd be doing it around me and saying all this stuff and like oh okay, you should you should do this you should come out with us and do this this that mm-hmm. stuff. but i'd never go and i'd always feel like i was being left out and then eventually they stopped stop inviting me places and i felt like i was being left out so, like, one day, I th- I literally came up in my head. I don't know what was wrong with me, but I came up in my mind with a plan to okay. go out <laughs> and, like, do all this stuff with them, right? So, this is the plan I came up with in my head. I was like, okay, I could just tell my mom. Because um, you know how everyone always used to go to the library? Oh, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. library right next to Carlin Kennedy Library. Right. Everyone used to always go there. So my plan was okay, I tell my mom I'm going to the library with my friends to study. Right. And then to the library and we'd go to wherever wanted to go and all that. <laughs> that was that was my plan that I came up with. Now because I felt like they were always leaving me out and this is the last time they were like, Oh, Ricky, you never go out with us. Blah like, blah, you're just like a lunchbox friend. <laughs> uh, excuse <laughs> me, that's rude. So I was like, okay, you know, I need to actually do something with the month. And they'd always be hanging out with boys and all this stuff. I can't do that. But I came up with this plan to do it one day and the plan didn't end up working. <laughs> something ended up coming up last minute when my mom was going to drive me to the library and I couldn't go. Now that day I was like, you know what? I saw this hadith where it's like, um... I can't remember the exact words of it, but, like, it was saying, basically, um, if something was for you, then you'd, like, have it. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't for you, then you wouldn't have it, right?
2: Right.
1: What's, was, like, what's meant for you, what is the that will reach you, no matter if, you know, and what's not meant for you, it will not reach you. Yeah, and
2: there's nothing you can do to, like, change it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, after seeing that, I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe these threads aren't for me. Because if they're... Influencing me so much that I'm thinking about lying to my parents that's what I'm saying, and sneaking out of a library to go hang out with them. <laughs> then maybe this is not the right fit, right? So then I changed my friend group, I changed my circle, I stopped being close to so many people, and that had its own whole other story. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I feel like that the better the better though because I feel like after that I really changed the person and everyone always says it now like oh Rakai, you changed so much you changed so much and also I feel like I also did the same thing again in like those in between years of covid when we were quarantined oh definitely I, feel like I we also
1: we all had like a lot of time to kind of just self-reflect you know
0: yeah and I still get told Rakai, you changed so much you're not the same person anymore but like i feel like i changed for the better so
1: and think about it though it's kind of like now that i'm i'm 19 looking back at it like why wouldn't if people say that about me oh my god i think someone like one of my old classmates i guess they saw my sister and kind of like made a comment of just like how i'm not fun anymore stuff like that but it's like i have this person i haven't, I haven't spoken to for years it's just very it's it's very ironic that people who maybe aren't do not have that change in their life will make comments like that but at the end of the day it's kind of sad because like for me if i haven't changed in three years i'm not improving
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know so like that's something i pray for everyone they're able to get like you you should want if you feel like you're still in the same position for the past two or three years you haven't changed mentally physically spiritually religiously like come on there's there's something missing
2: same for me, I used to be that rebel child, but like I, I feel like as soon as like COVID hit and then we all stayed in the house, I had a lot, I had like time to like self-reflect about yeah. the things I do, you know? <laughs> so like now I'm like this shy girl who don't talk, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like also, even my friend, she brought this up the other day, she was like, oh, you and your brother, Abdul Hakim, you guys are the same. I was like, in what way? She's like, times <laughs> something bad happens to you guys, or anytime, like you guys feel scared or something, you guys immediately start making dua. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, be- that's, that's beautiful. A- that's a good like, thing. That's a good that, thing. This is
1: why I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? what? That, this way, this is like a current friend you have right now. You said this is why I can't take you anywhere.
0: Huh? Like the other day, your brother and my brother were they were driving down the highway, and this truck, the back of the truck, um, was falling off, and what's it called? The started making his dua and saying his shahada and all this stuff. <laughs> he died. He wanted to like, what's it called?
1: <laughs> no, but like I don't understand people that say stuff like that because like i i don't know Maybe i don't know like that's just so important like you have to understand islam is not just a set of rules like it's a lifestyle mm-hmm. so if, if you you know what i'm saying it, it should always be on your mind like the hadith or the i'm not sure if it's the i or hadith where it's like they remember allah when they're lying when they're lying on their backs when they're standing when they're sitting you constantly have allah in your heart on your mind like islam is a lifestyle everything you do the way
2: of life the way of life that-
1: like why would that be weird for you to supplicate to the one who is causing these things to happen rather than supplicating to people like what that doesn't make sense but hey to each their own i guess people like i have to i definitely have to like work on that is understanding that everyone is not on the same level and everyone does not think the way that you think so that's why it's good to surround yourselves with people who actually have the same mindset mindset yes because then eventually one of it's either going to be them getting to your level or you going down to their level so you have to choose your battles you know Uh, exactly
0: and i feel like the other story that i have which i feel like this one a lot of the times when we feel like we think about, oh, sacrificing something for the sake of Allah, I feel like we think about something, oh, sacrificing something haram for the sake of Allah. But yeah. not time mean, it's something necessarily haram. Maybe it's just something that's not that good for you specifically, you know?
1: Right, it could just be irrelevant. It could be like, what's the point of it? It could be inconsistency. It could be, it could be procrastination. It could be laziness.
2: It could be sacrificing
0: your friends. Mm-hmm. To- mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing that I felt like I had to sacrifice was when I was there, I a lot of sports, I loved I still love doing sports. Yeah. Yeah, you totally and like I used to do swimming, soccer, what's it called? I wasn't that good at swimming. So I don't really count that. <laughs> but I used to do soccer, um what's it called? Rad. Um, what's it called? All these things, right? And even like when I was in what, second grade I wanna say, I won what's it called? All my races, distance um, all my distance races, 800 meter, 400 meter, 200 meter, 100 wow. meter. All of them. I was so good. What's it called? Fifth grade year. I made the record for our school for the mile run.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, yeah. She's it's- a runner she a track star.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's good for a fifth grader. I was literally on track. I was literally going to join track again. Um, I kept training. I was... I always trained like not I say I always trained I always trained that's literally what I wanted to do I wanted to be professional one day mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my goal I love cause that was I feel like the thing I felt like I wasn't good at anything else that was what I was best at you know oh yeah mm-hmm. and I love doing that and all my brothers they all did it too but personally I think I was better
1: all right <laughs> driven
0: but whatever and then eventually, they got to keep on going. my parents told me I had to stop. I was like, what do I have to stop? Like, <laughs> They're like, oh, because the clothes and the environment, this, that, all that stuff. And I was like, but why do I have to stop? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, they don't have to stop. Why do I have to stop? Right. And like, all the people I know are still doing it. So why, why am I the one being like, singled out and having to stop? They're like, we have to stop. I was like, again, I always plotted and planned when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, again I had this idea I was like you know what I'm gonna join a sports team I'm just gonna tell my parents I'm staying after school <laughs> <laughs> like I'm telling them I'm staying after school wow but um anyway that didn't work out <laughs> right obviously it didn't work
1: out listen I'm telling you and I always say it's so funny I've, because oh sorry no no go ahead go ahead no, I was gonna say, um, it's funny because like when people tell me stories or like things that I always this is what I always say. It's like a famous quote. I don't know where I got this from, but where I made it up maybe. But no, it's like if if things if things begin in a wrong way, expect I always say expect them to end in a wrong way. If something started in like, I don't know, maybe if something started upon lies, for example, or if something started upon sin, like I would constantly be in a fear that something bad is gonna happen. Like, you know how you said, like, if that would've went through, imagine like, I would be like constantly on edge and oh my God, what if I get caught? Like expect it to end in a bad way, the way it started, you know? Yeah. I feel like I always constantly think that in my head.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it basically it never happened. Never yeah. Happened. But the thing mm-hmm. is like, for me, when I never got to do it I was like so like upset the fact that I couldn't do this right because I really wanted to do this I really wanted to continue all these sports I was doing because I love doing them so much right. I really wanted to continue doing them and I got really sad because I was like I can't do this I really want to do this you know it's all I'm good at Yeah. And so I got really sad about that for a really long time and then I just started exercising so much like because I was like you know what maybe if I prove to them like I said, exercising and training and training all the time. I was like, you know, maybe if I prove to them that I can be so good at this.
1: Right.
0: That I'll do, I'll be able to do this one day. And I remember I can't even, I think this is like, I want to say eighth grade year. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe like summer <laughs> of ninth grade. Um, I don't remember someone saw me running and they're like, oh, you should put her in track. She's so good. Like she literally went on her races, blah, blah, blah. Like wow. that's like good times she's making. Like, especially for her age. Right. And then my dad was like, oh, yeah, I know, blah, 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 this and that. If he was he was like, oh, if things were different, then, yeah, I put her in. Um, And I was like, I tried to convince him so many times mm-hmm. and the convincing him. And eventually I just gave up, like, the dream. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this is just not for me. So I just I just gave it up. I just gave up the idea of it. But like when I said you, I gave up the idea of it, I gave it up. Like, I didn't do anything that related to it. I did not. But now, what do you, what do you
1: do now? Because it's there's still, there's still an interest for you. You still like running. You still like being active. What's, what are things that you do just to, you know, still keep that like passion there? Like you still like doing those types of things. I like doing those types of things. <clears throat> but when the first, when I
0: first gave it up, I didn't do it at all. I didn't like associating with. That. I didn't like. All my family they love watching the Olympics. They love watching. Listen. And I was like, oh, you know what? But if I can't do it, why would I want to watch it? Someone else do my dream. Yeah. You know? So I just stopped watching it. I stopped, like, I used to like watching my brothers um, go run in their track competitions, even up the Hakeem, he made it to state level competitions, mm-hmm. all that stuff, they all made it to state and they were so happy. but I did not like going and watching them anymore. I just did not want to go watch them. Uh, watch them, I'd stay home. If no one else, like, had no other choice but to go watch them then I'd go watch them. But it's not like it. I just
2: Yeah, that can be frust that can be frustrating. Definitely. Yeah, they're doing your dream. <laughs> yeah. You wanted to do, yeah.
0: And but then after a while, I guess I just came to terms with that. accepted it. But then other things I feel like like I found other things that I was also good at, not just sports. Like <laughs> baking, <But laughs> right. you know? That's yes. something good. Yeah was one of them like i liked them before but i never like loved them i guess yeah and even um, Henna,
1: you're doing the Hina, and this, yeah. it's really good too yeah poetry i got poetry
2: oh is one yes
0: of, like i recently started doing that. like i want to say the first time i entered a poetry competition was like when i first started writing poetry like ninth grade eighth grade ninth grade tenth grade no uh-huh. ninth eighth grade i first entered a poetry competition this is when all that started happening too with the sports and stuff so I entered my poetry competition. I ended up winning, and I ended up getting published in a book. And I was hey. like, you know what? <laughs> maybe this this is better for me, you know? And I still do those things now, but I just don't compete anymore. Yeah. Like, it's part of me, I guess, though, wants to, like, compete and all that stuff. But I just don't do it anymore. I don't compete anymore. Like, you know, maybe... Maybe one day someone at sub-Masjid will do like a Sister's Islamic. (laughs) Do you guys know what the Islamic games are? Huh? Do you guys know what the Islamic games are? No. Okay, Okay. so the Islamic games used to be this thing in New York that they used to do. And Masjids in all over New York would come out and they'd rent out like this big space. Oh, I
2: know what you're talking
0: about. Yeah. Oh, wow. People from all over the world would travel for the Islamic games, right? and then there was one where they did with sisters now the one with sisters is like closed off and it's inside a building it's closed off so only sisters could come
2: wow and,
0: oh boy and oh my god i wish there was islamic games just so i could go around. and my dad he used to participate in the islamic games the brothers one and he used to always win all the time wow and my used to participate to my uncle he did <laughs> boxing and track well now one time my uncle and my dad he's not my like blood uncle it came by marriage right mm-hmm. so my aunt and him weren't married yet they were in the still mm-hmm. and um my dad and him were running against each other and what's it called my aunt was cheering so hard for my um that so <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> do they still do it now in new york no they don't do it anymore but her oh. future was there running too and his mom was like, Oh, so you're not going to cheer for
1: my son? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, oh my God, that's so funny. But, but alhamdulillah, they had something like situated for, you know, the women. Because I know some women, they're just not comfortable with it. You know, it's better. So everyone just feels comfortable. But that, they should bring that back or someone should do should it here. here. Like, all the taqids and dar salam and ICD, they should all get together <laughs> and
0: have an Islamic game. So <laughs> that
1: would be fine. Yeah, like, I feel like there's so much, there's so much importance in it, like, and I think once you have that kind of just, like, full faith that, you know, like, you're giving something up, but it's, it's not going unnoticed, you know what I'm saying? Like, you may have felt in the beginning, yeah, definitely, like, me giving this up, something I really, really love. It may feel like it's going unnoticed that no one sees that you're going through this. But just know Allah is, is constantly aware of everything. Everything we conceal, everything we reveal, he 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 sees that, you know, he's he's aware of that. And I remember I was going over the um, 99 names of Allah with the kids um, this week. And like last week we were trying to like watch videos of it and like listen to it. And just subhanAllah, like like I think we attribute Allah to many names, you know, al rahman Ar-Rahim. And, other names too, but like when I saw the broad of like ninety-nine it was just like it's like each um I don't know if this makes sense, but like you know how like you have different friends, they have different personalities. Maybe like mm-hmm. one of your friends is like very very sarcastic, one of your friends is like very, very kind. And I just kinda of think of it like you have all of these qualities. You may want a friend in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's
2: it
1: all. Yeah, like all of it. Like he wow. he encompasses it all. So like so, um I saw this, um, Um, I saw this, I think it was by Yasmin Mujahid. It was kind of a post that she was saying. And she was just saying in times of like distress and in in times of like difficulty, just stay quiet for a moment. And just before you run to anybody else, try to make that that silent dua to yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of the time we run to like the creation instead of running to the creator. And there's nothing wrong with seeking advice from your friends or professionals if you need it. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think when we constantly are not... Giving Allah his due rights of even, you know, I feel like when we're not making dua or we're not praying, Mm -hmm. it just shows are we saying that we don't need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we constantly need him in our life. You know, everything we do, us breathing is by the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, um, like
0: what you were saying, this goes back to like the importance of like good friends, you know, Mm because even if you forget to make, like, go back and like take that quiet time for yourself but if you reach out to a friend and you know they're like a good a good like muslim and then they bring you back to that um point where like right. oh you go make du'a you should pray on it and ask allah about it that's like so beautiful because they keep on bringing you back to that they keep on reminding you oh yeah this is what you should do instead of coming to me you should go to allah about it
1: yeah and then come to you know what i'm saying And then come let's let's talk about it like yeah i feel like um and it's funny though because even times when i don't do that like maybe sometimes i'll i'll make like a really like just a, a decision very very quickly and i didn't pray about it it feels weird now like it feels weird that i didn't i didn't consult with allah about things like this especially big decisions it could be something like i don't even know like maybe it's you're trying to get into your dream school you applied you know now you're kind of just hoping you know Use that time to make du'a. You know what I'm saying? Use that time to maybe stay up in the last third of the night and make and make to make your night prayer. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like and sometimes it, maybe you won't get it, but that could just mean it's not it was not good for you in this moment. You know, maybe it wasn't written for you at this moment, but it never should make us feel like oh, wow, like I didn't get that. I made so much du'a, I made so much salah, and I still didn't get it. Like we kind of should use that as just, you know, a guide. You know, it didn't it didn't work out it didn't work out for us this time. It doesn't mean to give up you know
0: yeah like I like, <clears throat> yeah I like you and habiba have reminded me of that so much and oh. like even recently i've been finding myself i'll make little duas here and there like it'll be like the most random time but like if i really want something i'll make little if i don't get to like out yeah. and make like proper dua, i make like little duas here and there just to myself yeah like, the other day we had a test in class. I did not know we had this test. I was not prepared for this test, <laughs> but I was <laughs> like, if I want a four point, if I want over a four this year, I have to get A on this test. I had to have a hundred because my grade in uh, physics was an A minus. I was struggling in physics in the beginning of the year.
2: Yeah,
0: but alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah.
2: My grade I realized was... that like the more do I started making this year, the more things I started accomplishing. Me. That uh, yes. uh, Yeah, yeah
0: yes i realized that too for myself like and you and mariam reminded me of that (laughs) so much i'm
2: telling you i started struggling less like things will come easier to me
1: i agree and i feel like for me um like right now i'm in this quran class so like it's i only do it like one day every week and so my current teacher she's very very kind she's not the type of person to like if you didn't do memorization to like yell at you yeah but like these last two weeks i wasn't able to go to the class and like this like today inshallah i'll be able to go to the class but Mm -hmm. every time that i had to like call it off she kind of would just say you know mariam you know this is your decision but just remember like your your head your revision is important Mm -hmm. like it it becomes it 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 comes before anything else like of course it's good to have fun It's, it's good to go to meet with your friends. It's good to have your free time, but sometimes procrastina- procrastination sets in, laziness sets in, and then you kind of just don't feel like doing anything. And so like even her just like saying little things to me, just reminding me of just like, you're gonna get to where, you're gonna get to your goal. But the only way you can get to your goal is if, is if you're putting, you're, you make it a priority. If it's not a priority, you're, you're not gonna effort. be able to, yeah, you're not gonna be able to accomplish your goal as, as quickly or as, as, as fast as you want, basically. And so I kind of just look at that and just be like, okay, the thing I want to do today, is it important? Can I put some room in for like, you know, revision? And even like, even with Rokaya, I would talk, Rukai, I remember, I think it was like a year ago or two years ago, I was telling her, I feel like I'm constantly so busy. I don't know what times to make da And I remember you told me, you were like, well, try making it in the early morning Try yep. making it towards the nighttime, you know? Cause the middle of the day you might get so busy, you only have time for those little dahs. But if you want to sit down, try to do it in the morning time. Try to do it at the end of the day. And I constantly and Rakai, I'm, I'm telling you, I constantly think about that. And this was like two, three years ago you told me this. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize you thought of that. Yeah. And even Habiba, when I first I think this was like a couple weeks after I met Habiba, i remember I was texting her, just asking her like When it comes to like HIV revision, like how did, what was your journey to it? Cause I I wanted it so, I wanted it to happen in like one year. It's not possible, you know, you you need time. But I was like, you know, I could talk to Habiba about it. She can give you tips. And like, even the tips you gave me, was just like, you know, just keep it slow. You know, it's- Take your time. time. Take your time. It's really important. Like the things I think we say to each other, we may not even think the other person will remember it, but we will.
0: Yeah, so what closing points do you guys want to make?
1: Thank you. Hey, do you have anything? I don't know. I'm trying to. Um, Maybe we could talk about the the first 10 days of the little that are coming up before Eid. Yeah, we could talk about that. Okay. Because there's one hadith that it was narrated by Ibn Abbas and it's also narr- uh, referenced in Sahih Bukhari uh, 969 in the. The in-book reference was book 13, hadith 18. And so the Prophet said no good deeds done on other, oh sorry, no good deeds done on other days are superior to those done on the first, in parentheses, the first 10 days of the Hijjah. Then some companions, the Prophet said not even Jihad. And this is when the Prophet said not even Jihad except that a man who does it by putting himself and his property in danger for Allah's sake and does not return with any of those things, so like just remembering that these first ten days of Hajj are actually very, very important. And even though we're not making Hajj, we still can, you know, take part
2: in these first ten days of Hajj.
1: You know, didn't
2: they say like the first ten days of the Hijjah is better than the last ten days of Ramadan? Or is it I, the? I'm curious. Yeah. I'm yeah. curious about that. I thought I saw like I saw a TikTok about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that, and, and I've heard or yeah what what was that i've said i've heard it before somewhere i just don't remember where inshallah we're able to find it yeah because i feel like i I have seen that and there was another one too and this was narrated by one of the wives of the prophet and um this was hunayda ibn khalid narrated from his wife on the authority of one of the wives of the prophet who said the messenger of allah used to fast on the first nine days of dul Hijjah ashura and the three days of every month and that is the first monday of every month and thursday and so it's kind of just talking about the sunnah of the prophet so it's very important you guys if you guys are able to fast the first nine days i think the 10th day is out of that right so we yeah don't fast the day of out of that is that correct yeah okay so just encouraging yourself to and even if you're not able to do all nine days you know just choose a couple and then also my biggest goal is i i want it to be like a normal thing because i remember when i was at um MIA, um, Michigan Islamic Academy, I had one classmate and I remember we were doing like a food competition. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a food competition and we all were, gonna, it, was, it was for our club. And um, he was supposed to be like a judge for eating the food and he kind of was like, oh, I'm fasting today. It was a Monday. And, and I just kind of noticed that this person would fast every single Monday and Thursday, and mashallah. Like that's, that's something I want to be a goal for me. Like it's just something like you got to put into your schedule, okay, I'm fasting Monday, I'm fasting Thursday, you know? You know, inshallah, we can get to that level. But mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah, the first ten days Hajj are coming up. You guys take advantage, especially summer time now. We don't really have school,
2: so mm-hmm. have exactly. More time to, like make cloud, you know, du'a and stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's so important on the ninth day, especially, like between the times of asir and maghrib, make du'a. It's so important to make du'a at that time because your du'a's way way more likely to be answered at that time, making dua at that time. Um, What's it called? The angels are, because you know how at Fajr time, between, after Fajr, and between the time of Asir and Makrim, the angels are switching. Right. They go back up to Allah and they say, and when Allah asks, what did you leave my servant doing in this time? And they'll say, oh, reading Quran, um, making dua, eating, whatever you were doing. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's
2: after Asr, right? Because that's when the day ends. Yeah, the, after
0: yeah. Asr, between Asr and Maghrib, and mm-hmm. it's so important to make du'a on that day, especially on the ninth day of Zulhijjah. Um, I can't remember the exact hadith for it, but it's so important to make du'a that time. And like, you know how like um in late night of Laylatul Qadr you make du'a for right. what? You, it's kind of like that. So I feel like it's. Especially when you know times like this, like Laylatul Qadr and last um, nine day of Dhul Hijjah, the ninth day of Dhul Hijjah. Like those times, it's especially important to just remember to like try to fit in time to make dua. And not even just the ninth day, try to make dua every day, you know? But at least if you can't do it every day, make it on the ninth day.
1: Exactly. And even the last third of the night, because as there's a hadith that talks about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it comes down during the last third of the night and asks who, who is looking to be forgiven and I will forgive you, you know? And most of the times we are sleeping during that last period of time. And even if it's like maybe two times a week, three times, a week, we're, we're getting up and we're praying during that last third of the night, You're just asking for forgiveness, you know, asking for hidayah, asking for guidance. You know, and just being blessed with people like you guys, like being blessed with good friends, good companions that are actually striving to do good, inshallah. And we're not perfect, you know. I think that's the biggest important thing, too, because if we, if we were a bunch of people that just thought we were perfect, we wouldn't be able to have any improvement or any room for criticism or any, any room for any of that. And so I'm just glad that we're just working to, to get better, you know, because we're not yeah. where we want to be yet.
0: I feel like yeah. you're never where you want to be yet because there's always more you can do more
1: to improve yeah there's there's too much and even when I'm learning about new things like within our religion I I get excited because I'm like I know I don't know everything there's more that I want to learn you know yeah but yeah I love that and I love this episode too because I feel like it touches a lot of people because there may be so many times where any of the people who are listening that you've left something for the sake of Allah and you may have seen the fruit of actually being given something with something better and maybe you haven't seen it yet but just know it's coming do not think that it's not coming it will, it will come whether it's in this dunya or in the akhira and remember that this dunya is temporary so we're trying to work for the Akhirah which is forever you know
0: yeah i feel like just coming back to the point of making sacrifices for the like there's so much reward in it even if you don't like see it in that moment mm-hmm. like it will come like even the points that we were making about our own personal stories. When I gave up those friends for the sake of a lot, like I was friends with you guys before, but right. I, after I gave up those friends, I became closer with you guys, and that was right our group chat and we started going out and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that like helped so much because I was like, I thought I was gonna be lonely. I was gonna have no friends.
1: Yeah. But and I, sometimes there's in some people I have that period of time where it's like you you are kind of in that alone time right and -hmm. it's just it's kind of that transition so then you're to be blessed with good companions and that it happens sometimes you know yeah
2: yeah that just shows that like anything you leave for the sake of allah there will be a reward that comes after it like allah will not leave you hanging you know what i
1: mean exactly i'm telling you and i think um sometimes we don't see it but that's what i mean by like all of us are working towards putting our trust in Subhanahu Wa Taala. and one more thing that i have to say um she, uh, this is in my psychology class at eastern and ipsalani there's not a lot of muslims within that area and my teacher she actually was white and she was basically asking about um she said do religious people are people who believe in a higher power do um do they have a better well-being so like when it comes to mental health do they have better or the same mental health, just maybe someone who doesn't believe in a higher being. And all of us raised our hand and some people said, well, I don't think ha- having a religious belief would make you more you know, mentally stable or have a a, a better look on life. You know, and he, he just didn't believe in it. to my professor. She said, actually people who believe in a higher being or, you know, yeah, believe in a higher being, are religious, actually have a, a better look on life they just you know they just they see things better and it's so funny because she was saying with muslims we have a saying inshallah or khadr of allah we when things happen to us we're not always saying oh my god why did this happen to me and hey maybe there's times where we have you know said that before but overall it's like we're not constantly like questioning why Allah has has decreed something for us because if it was in allah's decree it was good for us it doesn't matter you know So I remember her saying that I was like, oh, God, I was like, I felt like because I was only Muslim in my class. And when she said that, I just felt for the first time in that semester, I was like, you know what? I feel seen. I feel like Islam is truly being seen for what it is,
0: you know? Yeah, I completely agree with what she's saying. And I had a moment like that in class um, earlier this year, like Mm -hmm. in November, the teacher, he was asking us, um, like, when you don't get something you want in life like what would you do like what's your take on it like what should a person do when they don't get the thing they want in life and or like if their dream doesn't come true and they like is there a difference between hope and faith that's what he was asking Mm. and I was like yeah there's a difference between hope and faith hope is like when you're just wishing for something yeah you're
1: anticipating for it
0: yeah but faith is
1: like that's certainty
0: yeah, you have a belief in this thing, you know? And if it's for you, then you'll, and he was like, oh, but if you had faith that this thing was for you, but you don't get it. But I feel like faith is also part of it. It's that, yes, you have a belief that, oh, this thing is for me, or maybe I'll get this thing. But if I don't get this thing, it wasn't meant for me. And there's a reason for why I didn't have this thing. And maybe there's something better for me that's what i said and he was like oh wow that sounds like so knowledgeable you sound like a philosopher
1: (laughs) but it's like we we we're basically just saying we're just talking about islam like we're not in in that moment you weren't even talking about your personal opinion you're just speaking facts you weren't you know what i'm saying and it's like to them it's like a revelation
0: (laughs) that's what i was talking about i was just saying what islam says
1: and when you actually you take what Islam Islam is saying and you kind of implement it into your daily life, it becomes more personalized, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the, our morals become more personalized. It, it becomes our values. You know, they kind of merge in and out of each other. And that's why I just find I'm telling you, I could talk about Islam for hours and hours and hours because <laughs> the limit the limited the limited knowledge that I do have, it just makes me more excited to learn more from people who are more knowledgeable than me.
0: Um, Habib Do you have any advice For anyone who is, um Who wants to sacrifice Something for the sake of Allah Who feels like They need to give up This thing to become closer To
2: Allah Um, I feel like um, You shouldn't be scared To sacrifice anything Because Allah Because the only thing You should fear is Allah right. So everyone in this dunya Like we're all gonna Leave one day And we're all gonna be On our own On day of judgment So like be accountable for yourself and like um what am I trying to say be accountable for yourself and you know just do things that will benefit you in this after, in this dunya and after yeah you know just um
1: and ask for both ask yes. for the good in this world and the hadith the good in this world and the good in the after it's beautiful
0: yes. yeah Oh my gosh! Thank you guys for being on this episode. <laughs>
2: yeah, you're wrong. Although I didn't say much in this episode, Mem really you know, <laughs> carried this whole episode. But, but still, I love the little nice like wisdom. the wisdom that you
1: just put in. It it yeah. it, it, it was really heartfelt.
0: Yeah, everything you said. Habiba,
1: I loved it. You know, you I, I tried. It's like have you have you made it seem so simple? Like it's not that difficult, you guys. Like you it's know? not.
2: It, it's it really not. It's really not. Yeah. It's
1: just, you know, do what you have to do to make sure your relationship with the lost Montana is stable, and so mm-hmm. you prioritize that over okay. anything
0: mm-hmm. else. Okay. Well, thank you for being on this episode. I love you. Have- You're welcome. And you guys, guess what? This what? Episode- comes out. It'll be one year, one year since I've had this podcast.
1: <gasps>
0: oh my god, that's but cute. you started your podcast on in July of last year. July. 10th was when the first episode came out in July
2: Subhanallah. Oh, wow mashallah may Allah continue to put barakah in your podcast I
1: mean I was telling her this and even like I think it, I think it was in the first episode I think that we did t- one of the episodes we did together and it was about um, finding Islam for yourself and I remember Ruqayya mentioned like she wanted something to still be there after she passed yes and this podcast is a really
2: good way to do that
1: yes it is may Allah put barakah in it and bless all of us who it are on, on her podcast and getting people beneficial knowledge inshallah and letting people benefit and i feel
0: like when i also made this podcast the one thing that i thought about also was not only like leaving something that for myself that would still benefit me in this world mm-hmm. but also i wanted my friends to have something that also benefited them this time, like left the cycle
2: yeah and when you you would have something that reminds us of you like yeah. your yeah. cat yeah that's
0: beautiful
2: beautiful because you're not
0: the only one who's trying to get to generate. You want your friends to come with them. you. Want exactly.
2: With you want the people around you. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, exactly. has some benefits from it.
0: Yeah. So thank you for being on this episode. This is the anniversary episode technically. <laughs> <laughs> and also Eid Mubarak because Eid this episode- Oh
1: yes. Mm-hmm. Eid Mubarak everyone. And show you guys have a blessed Eid. Get outside. Get outside. Dress your best. This is Sunnah. Yeah. Look- <laughs> Go to Eid prayer. Eid-
2: Do you guys know what you're wearing for That's so random. I feel like Habiba does. I feel like Habiba knows. I do, but I just, I didn't get it yet. I don't know you why. Need I you need to order
1: yeah. it. I think I might order something online too. I think I might have to text Habiba to give me some advice. Okay. For no, me. show me your outfit. Send it to me and then I'll help you all choose it. And like, you know. No, I need you out. to find, I need you to send me some links online. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, will. I will, I will. I got you, I got you. I got you. Okay, inshallah. Okay. I
0: literally wanted to buy this Sabaya and, um, I just don't feel like buying it anymore. <laughs> I found this fabric the other day and I kind of want to make my bag again this year. Do it. It's, mm-hmm. it's so pretty and I really want to make it,
2: but I feel like it's too extra for you. But no, time, nothing is too extra for you. Come on now, it comes like twice a year. I feel like. Right, yeah. Our holidays are
1: the two dates, okay? And oh, she got you- out
2: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Breaking Barriers. My name is Raqayia Wright and I can't wait to keep the conversation going.